0: This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers, Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now... With soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper. It's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to sink the slipper. <laughs> Aussies, pull them up and peck on down for another blast of bludgeoning on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem Rampaging Roy Slaven, And the man who never lets them get away HG Nilsson. Hook another lucky cod, HG Yes,
1: uh, TF Much Uh, Cedric Espen, Sump AO Torching the blindside blue paper once again And that's the power of the passion The poke of the Sumpster camped in the bludging on the blindside Soundproof booth at ABC Grant Sound HQ Remember, the blindside is the home of the hole of hope And it's a bigger hole a slightly bigger hole in 2021. Our charity partners, the Blinked Knights of Balaclava, this week launched uh, two new taste sensations in their ice cream range of rugby league-accented flavours. The new drops, and they've dropped only on Thursday. They took a while to sort these out, but the Blinked Knights worked overnight on Wednesday and were able to produce these on Thursdays. We've got the Josh Morris uh, Minty pre- Africa Confection, that is a really a taste sensation, and a cookie and cream combo build Josh Papali. It's a double dose of Josh. Now, in a lovely gesture, the Blinkered Knights, as you know, are donating a tree for every thousand tubs of their ice cream sold and they've now planted three trees, indicating that last week uh, the um, Choc Tops got up in the, obviously, the high twos, and they broke through the 3,000 barrier, which meant three seedlings have now been planted in this uh, campaign, which is going to green Australia. I mean, that's the ambition, obviously, to have everybody, all the victims of the punt, satisfied and a green Australia afterwards. And remember, the Knights' range, the Knights' range is available at all NRL fixtures this weekend. Patriotic Australians... I never thought I'd say that, but Patriotic Australians, Rugby League, Fly Now, Pay Later, sightseers. welcome to Bludging on the blind side. And season 2021 again, Aussie frackers, God Talks to Me, Pilgrims, China Watchers, and God, hasn't China been in the news this week? China Watchers, HG Nelson opening the blind side, dig for another set of seven more. Well, what a week, what an incredible week. A week where two-hour sport is barely enough. In breaking news, the Big SK upfront star Maxie King has been ruled out of the Saints' opening match in the AFL against the Giants after being hit in the head with a golf ball. Uh, I mean, the last time I heard something stupid about this, this was one, a South Sydney player, I want to say Max King. No, that can't be right because that's the one I've just referred to. Uh, Kidwell it might have been, who was bent over and picked up a lawnmower and did his back. I mean, this is, what are these players doing in their spare time? I mean, it's the Royal Commission, surely. We've got to have a look at this. A key player in the St Kilda lineup out because of playing golf. Uh, no idea how it happened. Uh, firstly, what was Max doing out there? Uh, accident, obviously, waiting to happen. There's so many more questions than we've got time to answer. He was concussed by the blow. And given, of course, the new AFL protocols, he has to spend the first 12 months on the sidelines until his head's right. And in speaking of the big hits, what about the giraffe and Mundine stink Saturday night? This didn't get any press at all. I was shocked by this. Mundine was stopped in 70 seconds. That was 70 magical seconds. I mean, so much life, so much of the fight game was crammed into those 70 seconds. It's just over a minute, you know, 70 seconds. I calculated it's one minute, 10 seconds. I put the clock on it. It was one minute, 11 seconds. Get it? 11. Can't escape it. You can't make this stuff up. Anyway, it was a right-left combination, sure. And it was a lucky punch from Zarafa. But let's not forget Zarafa had in the fight, uh, fighting primary school teacher. That's Jeff the Hornet Horn. Remember him? Manny Picao, the senator from the Philippines, came out here with the big raps. The school teacher, he never met a school teacher before, took him apart completely. Uh, and the Hornet put away Mundine in their bout by 96 seconds. So do the maths. I don't know how much money changed hands in, what is it, just over two minutes, but uh, anyway, it was all good. Uh, Now there are calls for Mundine to be banned from the ring. Very, very uh, serious. Don't know what that does to the boxing community. I hope it outrages them. You know, a lot of kids think, bloody hell, I want to punch somebody, I'd love to get in the ring with Mundine. He looks as though anybody could knock him over at the moment and earn a fortune. I mean, that's the great thing about the fight game. Uh, many connected with the fight game uh, feel as though the match, you know, the bout last weekend was a mistake. Uh, you know, I couldn't possibly comment. And the man of uh, the feathered headdress, the St Peter of the Punt, has dragged Rugby leg kicking and screaming over the line once again as he's granted now an exemption for the new rooster Suwali to play before his 18th birthday. Uh, look, a number of people have commented, that, it, uh, you know, obviously the, um, the man with the pantaloons of plumage seems to make up the rules as he goes along. Uh, they're his rules. There's no sanction. I've been told that at lower levels of rugby league, they play the old rules. There's no six again, say, at university level in rugby league. There's no, you know, six again for every every offside infringement. No, they play the old rules, the international rules. I don't think this is going to end well. Anyway, that's the man with the pantaloons of plumage. I've got to say... Uh, the AFL aren't much better. Thursday night, match obviously coming up. Wednesday night, they decided to have a rule change. So a sub could be taken off the bench and injected into the play should uh, a player be concussed. But then it became any old injury. Huh. It's back to yesteryear now all of a sudden. Uh, anyway, the Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia... It's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through these solid backed up stoolage of the week sporting action. Remember, to, if, if you've had a go, for God's sake, step up and have a go again. You know, have a go to get a go. That's my advice. If you've got something already, then as I've said, just get in the For Australia's sake, get in the queue for another go and another catch. Collect. And thank you, lucky stars, no one's shooting at our queues. That's the message of the week. No one's shooting at our people yet footy heads, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf. Let's lock horns with a man who this week called for calm. That's right. He said, that's what a, a patriots need to do now, is not panic. Calm. He completely agrees with Minister of Health, Minister of Health, who you may have forgotten, his Minister. Hunt. Now Now's the time for calm. I agree. Now's the time for calm. To help calm the community, this Aussie, this proud Aussie, this patriot, this bloke who could have been at Anzac, has converted his double garage in Muscat Parade Lithgow into a health clinic. There are no queues, no waiting, and you're in very safe hands as he does it all himself. There's no blowing doctors who you've never seen before and never had anything to do with jabbing you. It's, it's this bloke, familiar to you all. And he has a full range of the gear. He's got AstraZeneca, the Chinese wonder jab, Sonovac, the room, new room temperature Johnson & Johnson Wheeze, the Sputnik 5. Uh, that's very popular, incidentally, the Sputnik 5. He'll run out of that if he keeps jabbing away with that. And he's even found a case of milk and terps left over from the Spanish flu of 1919 out the back of a chemist in Gosford. Uh, they say it's still packs a punch. I'm yet to be believed. I'm yet to be convinced, should I say. But it has to be tried to be believed. He's got in stock White King exit mould and that hydro gear uh, Craig Kelly raves about, uh, if you want to go exotic and off-piste, so to speak. The choice is yours. This man believes in complete calm. He says, says, it's what our Anzacs would have wanted from us back in 1915 on the shores of Gallipoli. In other words, they set off to Gallipoli thinking that Australians in today's time of crisis will be calm. The genius behind the Lithgow One Stop Shop Jab Job Project, a bit of a mouthful, but if you get the message across, across One Stop Shop Jab Job Project, is the Professor of the Plague. <laughs> Roy Slavin. Roy, can we get the plunging on the blind side season? 2021 again in motion with the bunny, travelling up to the speed now, simply by asking what the highlights caught your restful side this week, Dr Doob.
2: Yes, thank you very much, HG Nelson, and can I just say, happy Rugby League, brother. Happy Rugby League. And, you know, I was in the queue at Woolies each year as I often am. Sometimes I'm just, you, you know, reading Woman's Day or something like that to pass the time while the
1: queue. So you don't have to buy it?
2: Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put, look, I don't doggy the, 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 the pages. I don't. I, I keep it pretty well pristine. Anyway, it keeps me up to speed of what's going no, on in, really. the, in the real world. Yeah, the real world. Anyway, I overheard a conversation in front of me. A bloke turned turned around and said to the other bloke, happy Rugby League, brother. Mm-hmm. And the bloke said, "Yeah, thanks, mate. Happy rugby league. How are you getting on? Yeah, not too bad. Getting there." And they just continued
1: yeah. their conversation. This is happening everywhere. I know, I
2: know. You must have noticed it yourself. I you have. So? I yes.
1: Have. Sometimes people talk to me about how great the Roosters are, and I say, "Oh, yeah." You know, do like, they preface it by saying, "Happy,
2: hey HG, H-E, happy rugby league." Hey, do. this
1: do. Now, the Roosters go. Yeah. Suwali, so, is he the Boom Kid? Yeah. They, how how good is he? Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Is he eighteen yeah. yet? Yeah. Now, Alexander, uh, Alexander Zverev. Hi, Zverev is complaining that he's still ranked behind Roger, even though Roger's only played two matches in 16 months. (laughs) It goes to show the gap, doesn't it, between, say, the big three and the rest of the pack. There's a hell of a lot of daylight. Has he got a case, though? Zverev, yeah, of course he's got a case. Of course he's got... But COVID has, you know, affected everything, everything, HG, in as much as uh, the ATP these days, in assessing rankings... Uh, ranked the player over the last two years, mm. not the last 16 months. Mm. So that's where the uh, Zverev tilt for being positioned ahead of Roger falls over the line, or falls over. There's no line False involved. Spot. Now, uh, Andre Rublev, who's ranked number eight, the eighth ranked tennis player in the world, he's earned 10 million so far in his very short career, HG. You know, he's only been around a little while. Uh, but he still can't afford to buy an apartment. I find this incredible. I know. the Where's costs he involved you know he's got to pay for his, for his coaching staff uh, 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 travel yeah he's got to put himself up
1: Yeah.
2: hotels, That's
1: a lot of money. a hell of a lot of money. Outgoing. enormous
2: now I, I i don't know can the public help? Um Wow I think you were suggesting perhaps a crowdfunding I was. I was to, I was to uh buy
1: uh, Rubelev an apartment
2: Yes dot com. Just so Rubelev has got somewhere to put his bags down and say I'm home. And I think you should any professional tennis player in the top ten of the world should be able
1: to have that as a as a birthright. As a given. Just as a given. Uh. I mean
2: anyway. Mind you, I don't know Who, where he intends to live. Who's in charge of You know, of if he was looking at somewhere around, oh, I don't know, Stock and Bingle or Bean,
1: I'm sure he could find somewhere there. I tell you where he'd get a neat pad for that much money out in Ivanhoe. Ivanhoe, yes. Yeah, where they're building a yes. road out
2: there. They, are. It's, they are. it's great. It's wonderful. <clears throat> Nothing wrong with Ivanhoe. We might talk about the Ivanhoe Rugby League. Well. And now there's an unsung story.
1: Now. Are they playing with the new rules or the old rules? Old yeah. rules. Old rules. Old rule. Good. Mm. Good. You can see the traditional yeah, the new game rules, out
2: there. The new rules haven't gone over the Great Dividing Range. I don't know when they will. No. I don't know what the plan is. Now, Melbourne Rebels were forced to play the Western Force in the dark when the lights at Perth Oval went out. Now, I've heard nothing from uh, Angus Taylor. Is this a baseload power issue, HG? <laughs> is that what this is about? I mean, sometimes the wind don't blow and the sun don't shine and you can't play rugby. (laughs) Not at Perth Park. Not if they've gone stupidly green there, which is possible.
1: Haven't they got a battery? I don't know. I don't know. Have they got backup? Obviously not. Have they got a generator? No. And there's no infrastructure like a coal-fired power station nearby? It doesn't appear to be, no.
2: Anyway, that's got to be looked at, because we can't have... I mean... It's a laughingstock, I mean, it's really struggling joke.
1: enough anyway. Do you know the Tars got you, beaten not... gas last oh, night no. I know. Oh, no. Sorry, I wasn't going to... No, no, you. no, I, I have, just...
2: I'll let the cat out of the bag. Unfortunately, it was well lit. <laughs> I do have mean having to watch that one in the dark. <laughs> Bloody hell. Don't know what we're going to do with the Waratahs. Now, speaking of the Waratahs, and speaking of rugby as we were... A report is released revealing a trend in rugby for Australian sides to trail all others in the world in goal kicking accuracy. How did they work that out? Well, statistically, HG, I
1: mean, you can do it. Maths, maths, I mean. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, there, there, there'd be a way. This, this would be some someone's PhD, I assume, some thesis someone's done.
1: Some Australian?
2: So, oh, definitely. I would yeah, have thought. No, or I would have thought. Somebody wanted to laugh at Australia. Yes. So not only are we not scoring tries, we're not co- converting them when we do. Uh, this seems to be a real problem. Now, I'd broaden the inquiry, HG. I think we're probably fa- falling behind in scrums, line-outs, malls, line breaks, tactics and
1: composure. Composure, certainly. And somebody brought to my attention passing is a huge problem. Oh, Australians can't pass no. anymore. No. Nobody passes in rugby no. anymore. No. And the no. comfort zone.
2: Yeah, They're in the
1: comfort zone too much.
2: I know, I know. There appears to be only one coach in Australia who's doing something with rugby, and that's Brad Thorne. The Reds coach. Yes, yes. I've been a big supporter for it. A lot of people said to me over the years, you don't like Brad Thorne, do you? And I do! I've got an enormous amount of respect for Brad Thorne. This program does. And that's a fact. Now, experts are arguing that uh, Tiger Woods, the man they call Tiger Woods, was either asleep at the wheel or drugged when his car inexplicably left the road and careered down a ravine, Mm -hmm. uh, which could have had, I mean, Tiger's lucky, he's still with us. Now, the police did not uh, test his blood. Uh, The police determined that it wasn't, there was nothing untoward happened, it's just a bloke went off the road. And rolled the car three times. mm, But experts have looked at it and they're baffled as to how the car could have ended up there unless, A, sleep at the wheel, be on drugs. Sleep at the wheel.
1: Mm. If
0: you know and you
2: gotta you've got to look at the the driving record of Tiger is not great. <laughs> I mean if if you're hitching somewhere and Tiger puts up, you know, pulls up beside you, I, I'd say thanks, <laughs> mate, I'm right. Yeah, th- thanks all the same. I just don't think it's worth it. You know? Aren't you ti- Wake up, mate? Are you Tiger? Now. Harness racer Gavin Kelly is fighting a ruling that he must carry a whip. He doesn't believe in the whip. He says horses go better without the whip. Exactly. That's he knows whip, yeah. when
1: the horse is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yep. He's
2: a real horse reader.
1: Yeah, a horse whisperer. A horse whisperer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah he talks yeah, to yeah, them yeah. on the phone. But
2: what a fascinating case is. See, they're arguing that he's got to carry the whip. It's part of the uniform. Now, is it a weight issue? Well, you, you've raised this with me. See, I, I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd weigh a whip and get a bag of marbles and put those in his pocket, or, or something like that, or a sandwich. Or a sandwich, just something to – but but as far as I – there's nearly I can tell the stewards are saying that no, it's not a weight issue, it's a philosophical issue, you must carry a whip because we believe in whips. In violence. Well, apparently. Hmm. So uh, I don't know where this is going to go, but I'll be fascinated to see if this is going to be
1: uh – Has he spoken to you about giving evidence in the court case? Oh, yes. yeah. Well He's quite yeah. happy to.
2: Yeah. He's quite happy. He's told me what he's going to say. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to carry a whip. That's what he's saying. He's made that abundantly clear. Um, now, Hockey Roos coach Paul Gordoin has stepped down, HG, four months out from the Olympics. This is tragic. I know. This is tragic. I don't know what's going on with the Hockey Roos. How must Rick Charlesworth feel? Indeed. I mean, the culture Rick Charlesworth developed, he Took turned the, the Hockey Roos into the finest no. sporting team in Australia's history.
0: Mm. Wow.
2: That's, that's a big gone. call. But I think you could argue that. Uh, so I don't know wh- what the, uh, the outcome's going to be here, but it's not good. But the, the, I, I think the, um, uh, the most surprising and uplifting moment of the week as was seeing Sam Kerr's hat trick. Oh, it was incredible. Uh, this might have been the Continental Cup playing for Chelsea. They bashed her. They won so it took easily. Took them apart. Took them right apart. I what I loved about it was the, the teamwork. Teamwork. They yes. looked like they'd been coached. They looked like they knew what they were doing. And it tells me there's a lot of daylight between Sam Kerr and any other sporting Aussie playing overseas at the moment. You know, your Ricciardo types, all of those types. They're, they're rubbish when compared with Sam Kerr. Make of that what you will.
0: The Bludge is principal sponsor of the Brad Thorne Mega Centre for Football Excellence. It's open to all 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it's free. This is Bludging on the Blind Side.
1: Uh, Roy, the um, news this week, Mm. that rugby league players are prepared to die for the game. Yes. It's it's shocked me. Uh, I, I, Mm. I know you've been much more closely associated with the World of Rugby League than I have, and uh, obviously Mm. a lot of people that you know have actually died while playing the game, which is a separate thing. It is. Largely because, you know, they were murdered while playing rugby league. They Mm -hmm. didn't voluntarily give their lives to rugby league, which is a whole Mm. other idea. But James Graham, the – now, I want to say he's a bulldog. He might have played in grand finals with Bulldogs and St George. And St George, And famously involved, I think, in a – in the Dogs v South's 2014 clash, mm-hmm. where there were some head knocks. And in a previous uh, in a previous grand final, I think he actually bit someone's ear. Did he? Yeah. Uh, I might be wrong about yeah, that, but yeah. I'd like to it Would think have I'm been not.
2: accidental.
1: <laughs> yes. Now, nah, He's come out this week and basically said that he was prepared. Uh, To give his life for rugby league, he's considered one of the toughest forwards of his generation after obviously mentioned stints with the Dogs and the Dragons, made headlines throughout his career Mm. regarding the concussion issue, most notably when he claimed that he as a player should have a right to play through the risk associated with repeated head traumas. Right. Uh, <clears throat> he spoke to, I think, NRL 360 during the week and said that after retirement, uh, uh, you know, when his wife and family consider he would ch- wouldn't change anything regardless of the potential catastrophic confe- consequences. It's a very, very complex issue.
2: It is. It, well, it's, it's, uh, it's quite a philosophical issue, HG. I mean, does a player have a right not to wear a seatbelt?
1: On oh, the weight you, of the game?
2: Yeah, because you're prepared. You know, I'm quite... I just like the way I drive. And, you know, if I go through the windscreen, so be it. Mm. I'm a much better driver than Tiger Woods. Yeah, I'm much better driving without a seatbelt. It's just the way I do it. Were you shocked by Graham's... I like using the phone while I drive because I I play rugby league. So what are you going to do, officer? Yeah, sure, okay, right, yeah, all right. No, I won't do it again, all right, but I will.
1: (laughs) Now... Um, this came up a bit because of Jake Friend's uh, concussion like, oh, yeah. in last week's game. Yeah, um, I'm not sure um, what I make of this. He says uh, it's a very complex issue. Yes, uh, and I had to do some really deep thinking about it. This what is wanted... Jake, sadly, no. I'm back to uh, oh, James Graham. James Graham, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I haven't I haven't spoken to Jake. I don't think anybody. No, else. no
2: one can talk to Jake at the moment. No. no, no, he's sitting in the car without the seatbelt, looking at the phone
1: <laughs> with the motor turned on. Running out of petrol. Yeah. Now, uh, he says, um, really deep thinking about what I wanted to do during my career mm. and what are the consequences for me. I considered, okay, I'm hanging up the boots for concussion and future brain diseases, but where was the purpose, in, where was the purpose going to be filled in my life? Yeah. See, if he sat around thinking I won't put the boots on because mm. I might get Another yeah. hit to the head. Yes. Well, he's bound to get hit to the head. the way he played the game. He led with the head. He was the Nate Miles of his era. He was, yes. Uh, I personally felt I needed a, a cause. That's the meaning of life. What's the meaning of life? Maybe for me the meaning of life was finding something worth dying for it. Mm-hmm. And I went with it. And the something worth dying for was?
2: Rugby league.
1: <laughs> hmm. Now, <laughs> yep. um, ask whether Rooster Skipper, you know, this is Jake... Obviously concussed, mm. looking at the phone, motor on. Anyway, uh, James Graham said, I'm not saying concussion is a good thing. Jake's well-being should be at the forefront of his thoughts. Mm. But there could be some things further downstream if he just hangs up the boots. Now, what could that catastrophic result be? Meaning that something even worse than rugby league might.
2: What hit by good. a meteorite in the back of the head. That sort of thing. Is that what he's talking about? I
1: think That's right. Yeah. Now, I thought this is a one-off. Mm. You know, I thought, oh, James Graham, lovely bloke. Yeah. Touched by the rugby league, you know, rainbow. Mm-hmm. You know, wanting to make a statement. Hates Peter Fitzsimons, all those people there. You know, people talk about concussion all the time. Don't want to know. Yeah. Anyway, now, are you ready for this? And George Illawarra Laura forward Josh Kerr mm-hmm. has said he would die for rugby league in the wake of, uh, you know, of Jimmy Graham's comments. Right. Uh, <clears throat> Graham admitted he knew that despite the risk of concussion, dot, 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 if people are worried about the long-term effects of concussion, then don't play the sport. Right. I know it might sound silly, a bit naive, saying this, but I'd die for rugby league because of the people you meet, the places you go and the money you get paid. Yep. Now. Well, there's a lot going for it. No, he's right there.
2: You know, uh, actually, that's the sort of, look, I take my hat off to the coach because that's where you want a player to be. Mm-hmm. That's the sort of attitude you want a player to have, someone who's prepared to run, as we used to say, you'd run through a brick wall for you. mm That's what you want, Mm. someone who's prepared to put their hand up and put their life on the line for
1: the team. That's where you want them to be. Can I ask whether uh, the people you meet, Mm. the places you go and the money you get paid, they're nothing to do with playing rugby league though. They're just, you know, side benefits. Do you understand what I mean? I mean, you know, he's not going to die because of people he meets and places he goes and money gets paid. He's going to get... Died, but from being bashed in the head, or yeah. you know, have a very compromised life from being bashed in the head while he's out there. Yes. Now, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. but But rugby league opens doors, HG, as
1: as you know. I know, I know. You know, uh,
2: well, see, if it wasn't for rugby league, we wouldn't be talking about. Uh, I know, people, Jake Friend, for example,
1: <laughs> no, would we? We, <laughs> we wouldn't. He could sit in the car as long as he's like, in he the nice, motorcycle. On yeah. No one's going to night leave. No. Now, you know, two questions. Yeah. <clears throat> this uh, St George of Loire forward. Yes. is where James Graham finished his career, St George. St George, is yeah. Is there something in the culture at St George that encourages people to die for rugby league or say they'll die for rugby league? Well,
2: you'd have to go back. You'd have to ask, I suppose, Harry uh, Bath?
1: Constable Craig. Oh, Constable Craig, yeah. Was Constable Craig
2: prepared to die for rugby league?
1: I don't think don't so. Don't think so. No. And that raises the question of how prevalent is this yeah. This death desi- wish. This death death wish. wish.
2: The Rugby League Death Wish. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. Well, what do we do with those players? Do I mean, do we need to form a... A union? A club. Oh. For...
1: The Death Club. Yeah. Skull and Crossbones, yeah, that sort that of thing. Yeah, that sort of thing.
2: Players who are... <laughs> Flags. Quite happy to... To gee, be able to play You think again. twice about playing them, though. <laughs> <wouldn't you?
1: laughs> and do you think these this is a bit hard to know, this mm. outbreak mm-hmm. of death wish in rugby league players, do you think, yeah. you know, Valandis has to step in and say, come on, boys, pants up, play the game, yeah. that sort of thing? Don't bring – because you can't imagine mums yeah. – I don't know why I said that – but, sure. you know, you can't imagine parents yes. around Australia at the moment thinking, you know, we've got a young kid who's got a step and can go this way and that way.
2: Yeah.
1: Should they be playing rugby league Well, is the
2: question? Well, Well, and the short answer is do they – do they have um, a willingness to? Are they risk takers? Because you want, you've got to have, you've got to be a risk taker to play rugby league HG. You do. Because you know every time you play a game, you've dodged a bullet. If you come off and you haven't had your, you know, your nose ripped You're off dead. or your eye pulled out or, you know, other incidents that can occur. So you've, you've got to have that sort of risk-taking. You know, I, I often look at uh, rugby league players and see which are the ones on the motorbike with the thongs and no helmet.
0: Terps, mytho, bleach and hand sanitizer in equal parts. Try it. What have you got to lose? This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, uh, coming back to the two things that I wanted
1: to discuss, rugby league. Now, the spies that were kicked out of Australia this week. Yes. Is there any, any evidence, to your mind, that they were spying on rugby league and the business of rugby league and the organised crime that they represented in rugby league? These are the Russians. The Russians. The were Russians, right. weren't they? Yes. Yes.
2: Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they were trying to access records, say, of the Souths club, for a start. Yeah. Not to you know. Put them, in Put them in the front as, as being a, a team that were, would require you know more examination than others. No. But uh, I'm sure they'd be very interested in uh, how they move money about, where the brown paper bags come from, that sort of thing. Uh, they'd be interested in the Melbourne Storm, how they got away with it for so long. They'd be interested in Cam Smith, how he got away with it for so long. How can you play this game, this beautiful game rugby league for so long without ever being tackled? And be considered immortal. These would have been fascinating things for them, I have no doubt. Sure, they'd have been interested in other things like, uh, you know, our defence strategies and all that sort of stuff, what Maurice Payne's up to, you know, her emails, what she's been saying about China, what she's been saying about Papua New Guinea, that that sort of stuff. You know, they'd be very interested in that, gathering information, willy-nilly, seeing what, you know, what can we make of this, does it mean anything... Hello, look at this. Maurice Payne's been talking to the South Sydney Rugby League Club. Wonder what that's about. And it's to do with something to do with, with Papua New Guinea. Wow, that's interesting. What's that about? Hello, China's involved. You see what I mean? I know, I understand. You gather all this information. Mm. Now, what you do with it, I've no idea. No, but they do. You take they it know. back to the Kremlin, I suppose. Yes, yes, And they would know what to do with it. Yeah, oh, that's very interesting what you've got here. Yeah. Yes, we might, uh, hmm, we might uh, get a play to play with. Uh, South Sydney. Yes. You see what I mean? Or. Next thing you know, there are a lot of Russian names appearing. On the list. On the list. You know, we've got this bloke, Andre. Obstrovsky. Andre dash Putin. He's playing flag. Looks pretty good. I know. <laughs> well, he's that's how it English? happens. Not yet, but he will. Yeah. He's got the head for it. (laughs) He's quite happy, and he's quite happy to die for rugby league. Now you're talking my language. Yes, he drives
1: his car without a seatbelt, and he's always on the phone. Yeah, he's he's what we want. Now, having said that, uh, I'm like you, very disturbed about what's happening in China, Mm. and I did think that the AFLs tilt into China, led by. David Koch and the Sunrise, the whole Sunrise experience that used to go up there every year, about yeah. this time it was. Uh, and they often played, I think, the uh, the Adelaide, no, Port Adelaide, Port mm-hmm. Power often played St Kilda up there and uh, people loved it. And that was a great, a, a, what would I call, entree to the Chinese getting a taste for Aussie bok choy. Yeah. And they still love it. And once they got a taste of the AFL and the Aussie bok choy, these two yeah. things fused in their mind. Yeah. And that, did yeah. they
2: take a shining to the Gold Coast Suns, I want to say? They did. Because the them. The, the, suns colour. the yeah. colours, yes, exactly right. Yes. They love the Suns.
1: <clears throat> now, mm-hmm. what's happening is obviously the wheels have fallen off, you know, problems with that money-wise and pandemic and all this sort of stuff. Yes. I'm just wondering if rugby league could plunge into that gap mm-hmm. and somehow rugby league be the way that, Chinese people begin to understand Australia more completely. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, Obviously, you know, obviously people being prepared to die for the game is a great leg up. It is. But then if we could trail in rugby league and maybe yeah. play some matches in the Shanghai area. Remember, of course, r- rugby league played on a rectangular ground. Mm-hmm. doesn't have to have the same problems as, you know, staging an AFL match. That's right. And then, you know, that some of the trade links now, we've got enormous problems with barley and wine and uh, lobsters and all that going up on we the do, trade do. thing. We but do. if we could seed an idea or get an idea of conduit back channels going with return to simple things like Aussie bok choy yeah. up there. Yeah especially from the Adelaide Plains area, all right. all then right. I, I think, think we've got a way forward to somehow uh, defuse the tension. Right?
2: Look, we've got to reach out to China reach somehow. Out, we, do, we do, now, like Affairs, WTO, we do. Now, if going through official channels like the Department of Foreign Affairs, WTO, campaign, et cetera, et cetera, oh, pain, that's Dan, not going to work. To you, it's not going to work. I don't think that's going to work at all, no. actually. No, 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 no. We've got to be far more nuanced in Nuance. this. Nuanced. That's wor- right. I think that's right. Now, if we were to stage, let's say, the magic round... Now, the Magic Round usually takes place in Brisbane, mm-hmm. I think, at Lang Park.
1: Every team plays on yeah, the Every same team week.
2: plays on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. So it's Thursday a terrific North celebration of everything wonderful, we wonderful love about, about so. Rugby League. It's yeah. just a wonderful weekend. Now, if we were to get the Magic Round into Hong Kong, now we've been to Hong Kong we and have. seen the Hong Kong sevens there and seen the setup. The setup is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Now, we could go to Hong Kong and you'd have the all the teams. Now, if we armed each player with a couple of lobsters a couple of bottles of wine oh. you know a nice merlot or shiraz and a, and a nice white that they might like as a gift because they love gifts and that way we start to freeze the tension
1: now what an interesting idea yep because this would immediately catch the gaze of the powers in Beijing. Of course. The central, They, they wouldn't ignore it, actually. They, they'd, they'd be they aware couldn't of what's going they on. They couldn't Yeah, they, and, and what's all this stuff coming from Australia? Yeah. Look at what's it called? They're playing it where? They're, yeah. They're, what? <laughs> what's that? Exactly. <laughs> they're they're bringing stuff. what? Yeah. Lobsters? Yes. yes, that's right. So all of a sudden, walls are falling down. Well, I think so. The Great they're, they're, Wall they're, but, yes. built, built, is falling down because mm-hmm. of rugby league. Yep. And don't tell me that they don't have the wherewithal yes. to, you know, in, get involved in a team. Now, this comes to another topic where the, uh, it's been suggested that, uh, you know, forces from overseas, moneyed forces from overseas start buying up the big uh, the BBL clubs because they can't support each other. How long mm. before money from overseas is buying rugby league teams? Oh, and yes, what a good si- point. I mean, it can't be far away now. Yes. I know Volandis is licking the lips. Yeah. He loves he
2: foreign it. investment. He There's does. no two ways about that. Well, Australia is built on foreign investment, always has been.
1: So, you know,
2: rugby league is one of those few uh, industries, I think we can call it an industry, that stood on its own two feet without relying on foreign investment because of the poker machines, and that's great, but could we get foreign involvement
1: in our poker machines and therefore into rugby league? I think so. I don't know. Well, I'm hoping that's a conduit. One way. Yes. And then the bok choy, the wine and the lobsters going back the other way. Yes. But coming yeah. to the matter.
2: But could we also, with the clubs actually, which each club goes with Magic Red, they could take, say, a hundred fans. A hundred fans. So you've got a hundred
1: fans, each with two lobsters, two bottles of wine, you know, a bit of. Right. You know. That's a genius idea. And they spread out through Hong Kong. Yes. And say, have you tried, have you know, you tried some yeah, this yeah. and Listen, mate, I've got a little yeah. – try this lobster, mate. Yeah. See what and you they mean? could learn a few words of Chinese on the way up? Yes, of course. Mm. Yeah. Mandarin or Cantonese, whichever one. Whichever. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And maybe – we've had a fair bit to do with Kieran Perkins over the years. <laughs> now, Kieran speaks Mandarin and I, I think he's been uh, part of a of – Trade delegation. I think that's right. Uh, I think that he might be in the furniture trade. I think he might be importing, exporting furniture through China. Now, surely we could get Kieran to speak to his people.
1: Who would talk to the people in, to, China, in uh,
2: Beijing. Who would talk to Volandes. Yes. Re-Magic round. So you don't actually have to go through the official channels. No. And, well, and maybe Twiggy Forrest could get involved. Oh, Twiggy Forrest Because he be knows involved. the Chinese
1: better than anyone. Yeah, he sold them tons and okay, tons of Kieran rubbish. Okay, Kieran
2: Perkins, Twiggy Forrest, they go over, obviously with a couple of lobsters and a couple of bottles of wine, etc., cetera, et cetera, just for the first, morning, first meeting, go to Hong Kong, bloody day, have a look at the facilities. Yeah, yeah, we love it. We love it. We love it. How about we get some dates organised? Next thing you know, President Xi is phoning Scott Morrison... Want saying, to come up saying,
1: I like what's happening here. <laughs> eh? Let's not forget the big-footed one, too. He's got the soy milk in there and uh, mm-hmm. mineral water and this is... Um, oh, know, Ian Thorpe. Ian Thorpe, yeah. yes. He knows the China Okay. Trade.
2: OK, well, there's no reason he couldn't go with Twiggy
0: and Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> the next Bond film, Scrum to Nowhere, has a rugby league feel... Dr No has returned as the evil Count Barillaro, who was planning to burn all Steetons and Rugby League goalposts. The producers need Rugby League woke extras. Details hung bludging on the blindside. And please, no time, Westers.
1: Uh, now, first Friday of the afternoon, a uh, bit of shrinkage here. Obviously, uh, there's Ruin HG. Um, Thirty years of Ruin HG. Nothing to do with bludging on the blind side. This is real old school stuff, but it's uh, you know probably worth playing once more. And the ABC of Rugby League. Now this is revised and updated, put out every year by the ABC. It's got every man. New
2: rule changes. HG. It's got the new rule changes wow. in it.
1: Yeah, you know, it's really up to date. Okay. It's got an article here about uh, Jonathan Davies. Ah, the, the Welsh wizard. Who runs like a wizard. Mm. Uh, Mick Cronin, obviously, who's in the... It's, it's all Mick Cronin again. I don't know why. Anyway, great prize. Mm. The uh, Roy actually 30 years thereof on the ABC of Rugby League.
2: Now, what's the question, Roy? Well, the question is actually someone on the text is saying re-Rugby League players willing to die for the game. There's a quote. He's quoting Charles Bukowski. Find what you love, then let it kill you.
1: Right. This right. sober message, isn't it? Should that be somehow that you know what on a t-shirt yeah a t-shirt or somehow yeah. mission statement yeah you know we let people find what they love and it kills them yeah something
2: like that now the question is hg uh what should jockeys be able to carry instead of a whip what should jockeys be able to carry instead of a whip
0: bludging on the blind side is calling for september the 8th to be national rugby league day this is bludging on the blind side You're listening
1: to on the Blind Side. Who are we talking to, Roy? Yeah, we're
2: joined by Mary, who's joining us from Bonnie Hills. How are you there, Mary?
3: Oh, I'm fabulous, darling. How are you? Yes. I just love your show. I know that's a bit of a suck-up, but I can't help myself.
2: No, no, that, that, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Listen, how's the rain your way? You're near Port Macquarie, oh, well, aren't you?
3: It's, it's wet, dude. It is wet, gentlemen. Yeah. You know, and I'm in a two-story house. Luckily, it's Mum's house. And, you know, the ocean, well... Port Macquarie, you can't see the point of it. But I'm in a two-story house and the SAS are sending me messages to evacuate. You can't evacuate. The whole town centre in Lauriton, water. I could barely make out on television, our beautiful hardware shop. And there aren't many left in the country.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. So you're uh, housebound. You can't go, if you, of, if you ran out of wheat bits, you wouldn't be able to get them.
3: Oh, oh, darling! You'd be forgetting that. Nobody runs out of wheat bix if you run out of wheat bix it's your own fault.
1: Well, that's
2: true, fair <laughs> it enough does. It's it's true. I'll take forever. that on board this
3: is what this is what ancient tuckware containers are for Yes, that... ancient mothers' pantries. It's just like uh. there's going to be wheat bix in there somewhere
2: now you're self, it sounds like you're self-sufficient then for a while, Mary, because of careful planning.
3: Oh well, yes, careful planning and and it was dull day last week. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. enough. No, it it does happen. It does happen, you know, because I go by the bus into Little Warrington, which is now underwater, you know, once a fortnight to do a little bit of shopping. Yes. And, you know, there's a good green grocer, grocer. There's a wonderful butcher there, you know. Proper people selling
2: proper food. Isn't that great? And I bet they say to you when you come in, happy rugby league.
3: Oh, they most certainly do, and yes. it's become a catchphrase all over, even yep. those of us who don't, you know, worship at the Temple of Rugby League, sure. we know the same, yes. you know, it, yes. it's flying. Well, it just breaks it down flies. barriers,
2: breaks down it barriers. It
3: certainly does, and you know, it's good for a bit of concussion as well if you've got nothing else going on.
2: Well, that's true, true. that's true, even concuss, that's something you could remember.
3: Now, well, concussion is actually what you need to be, you know, given some of the conversations one using in pubs which are now tragically underwater. Now you're going to ask me about the bag of marbles.
1: <laughs> ah! Well, I don't we know. don't need you're the psychic. question. You're psychic.
0: You're psychic. For you.
2: Well, we don't need to ask the question because that indeed was the answer, Mary, and that is fantastic. So
1: Mary, you've got the uh, I am thrilled.
3: What have I got? Have I got Yes,
1: you've got a terrific you know, prize, the ABC book of league. You can carry that around in the shop and people to be saying, Mary, happy rugby league. I see uh, you've know you got the reading literature there. Can I have a look at it? And you've got 30 years of Roy HG on CD. In the meantime, thanks very much for being part of Bludging on the Blind Side. Good luck in the West.
0: The AFL supports the dreams and aspirations of hard-working Australians who want nothing more than the right to have a fair go. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, um... Roy...
2: Someone's asking, is James Tedesco a Russian agent hiding in plain sight? Well, you don't
1: know if the James Tedesco is Russian background, is he? Or no thought so. No. No, it can't help you there. Can't but help you there at all. D- I have no
2: idea what his feeling is about the Soviet Union or
1: their, their style of governance or communism itself. Or Lenin. <laughs> no idea. Now, can I say... Is your understanding that there will be another a number of uh, players playing this weekend mm. who are compromised by ru- involvement with Russian, I don't know, honey trap adventures yeah. and so on? Well, you know? I
2: think we've got to leave that to the intelligence people, HG. Okay. I have spoken with them myself. Yes. And I think the, our intelligence people are speaking to everyone associated with rugby league just to see if there's been any contact from anyone connected with the Russian
1: embassy. You know, the only two people I hear talk about (laughs) organised (laughs) crime and rugby league are, of course, Peter Volandis and uh, the weed, Danny Weedler. Oh, yes. Now, are you starting to worry about them? I mean, because... Let's face it, mm. this is just white handing the good name of rugby league mm. in the community. People think, well, I don't want my children involved in rugby league because yeah. they mm. are gonna meet Russians and be yes, compromised. Be compromised. And, and then photos will appear and so on, and then they'll be forced to play and sure. mistry tackles or they'll be forced to score too many whatever. Yeah, you well, know how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I do.
1: So the promoting of organized crime mm. is obviously in the benefits of people who have media Roles and jobs in rugby league,
2: mm. yeah.
1: Because if they didn't have things to find, they'd be able to, you know, actually yeah. sit around and look at their phones.
2: Sure, <coughs> sure, sure, sure. Look, I, I I usually just apply a very simple rule here, HG. I think if you are involved in rugby league crime, chances are you're going to have a Swiss bank account. Now, I said to the Australian intelligence people that that a I, I don't have an Australian uh, a Swiss bank account. Um, so so I would encourage them to look at the records of some of the players and I named a few players that I thought were a bit what I'd call iffy and uh, they thanked me very much and said they'd be doing that. But I think you, you've got to find ways of hiding the bags of money, HG. Now, you can either dig a hole in the backyard, I wouldn't recommend it given the sort of weather we've got at the moment. No, it'll be flushed out. Yeah, or you've got to legitimise it somehow by going to a casino and what we call laundering it. Um, and then you've got to, you know, have a bank account and a, a compliant bank. Mm. Uh, in the past, Commonwealth Bank's been pretty, pretty good in this sort of way. You just mm. say, oh, you know, I want to, well, I want to set up an account here. What name do you want? Oh, I was thinking maybe, um, you know, Jack Slaven. Okay, really, not a problem. And uh, you have a limit on that of ten grand. And uh, you know, you put your money in, out. You but you buy your chips. You, now, cash did it, I see you this take r- the money over, next thing you know, it's clean. Next thing you know, you're buying a house. Next thing you know, you're sitting in a new car. That's right. With a new phone.
1: Seatbelt off. <laughs> <laughs> Cops saying, love your work, Roy. That's right. That's right. We Sorry sorry, we doubted you. Yeah. Uh, now, did I see this week that a, an organised crime syndicate had yeah. been busted because they offered to clean money yeah. in a manner not dissimilar to what you're describing? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that they'd obviously take it down, you know, various individuals would take it down and put it through the poker machines, et cetera, or whatever, you know, put it in the... Oh, you
0: can just Google it, actually. How
1: do
2: I clean my money?
0: (laughs) What organisation has done more to promote ecumenical bonding than any other single entity? The National Rugby League. This is Bludging on the Blind Side.
1: Now, just a quick topic, Roy. I notice the news is rapidly approaching and the update on the weather. But, oh, yeah. um, look, um, are you entirely happy with the way that jockeys who ride horses saying the slipper, now I know it's been Canceled. abandoned for the day, yeah. cancelled. Pro- Pro- is it postponed, H? Hey, postponed. Oh, they'll it have st- to run it. slipper it next week or what? Well, I think the last time this happened, and people will know this, yeah. uh, I might be wrong, they moved it to the Wednesday.
3: Oh,
2: man, I
1: hate the slipper on a Wednesday. I know. Well, it's only happened, I think, once. Yeah, I know. I hate it. Yeah, I- <laughs> Now, I want to say it's about 75 when it happened. Very similar circumstances, but... You know, obviously the tropics have moved a long way south now. I I never thought I'd see it uh, quite like this. I mean, I've started to see palm trees and frogs everywhere. Uh, But uh, they are going to run the slipper, I think. I haven't heard anybody uh, from Racing Radio HQ uh, about Mm. when they're going to run it, but it won't be far away because they've got these horses cherry ripe Mm. to go bang over the 1,200 metres. And uh, so I'm just hopeful that uh, there will be a a, – flag yeah. from the uh, racing community, and Volandis is in charge of that, so I won't be far away. You're but sure? we'll come back to the topic that I was going to raise.
0: What sport single-handedly turned Gallipoli from a loss into a win? Rugby League, celebrated here on Bludging on the Blind Side.
1: And Sam Burgess, the troubled uh, former South Sydney prop, Mm-hmm. Had a win in the courts. Yes, he did this week, and I know yeah. uh, that you've been working on uh Underbelly Rabbits series. Yes, uh, and that may clear the way for that to get greenlit. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yep. What What are some of the key episodes? Obviously, the uh, whole Sam Burgess saga will feature heavily in uh, yeah. Underbelly Rabbits. Yep. But uh, you know, Russell Crowe does he get a guernsey in it? And uh, does well? Test match Murray Al Well.
2: Not quite HG. There no. will be people created characters, and it's up to a viewer to ah. imagine, oh, that's got to be
1: Russell Crowe yeah. or whoever. Yeah. Yeah. That's or Wayne be. Bennett, yeah. you know. So somebody in Carbonara yeah. yep. tapped on the shoulder by COVID Marshalls. Yeah. Aren't you? Are some... say, oh, that's got to be Wayne
2: Bennett. Yeah.
1: That's great. Yeah.
2: That's, that's,
1: and it's just it to get out the draconian libel laws in Australia? Well, of course. Well, of course.
2: Yeah, there's no freedom of speech in Australia. There's not. Now can I ask? It's like living in China, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it's like <laughs> you can't tell the truth. <laughs> now, can I ask? <clears throat> are you thinking of casting here? I mean, uh, you know, obviously the the story writes itself. The, the Book of Feuds, which is a uh, source, yes. won't be called the Book of Feuds. Obviously, it'll be called the uh, the Old Norse tales yes. connected with and Huspartum Obviously, gets a look in and Does. all that sort of stuff. Does now. When it comes to casting people, are you going for a rugby league sort of look-alike so people with, you know, you can bench press, say, 250 kilos if that's yeah. a good amount of weight to bench press for a rugby league?
2: <clears throat> no, I've decided to go completely the other way, HG. I'm looking at stars. Now, in Australia at the moment and specifically in Sydney, we have two stars, I think Matt Damon and Julia Roberts, mm-hmm. arrived here last ah. week. Now I've organised a meeting with uh, their people with Matt Damon and Julia Roberts. Uh, I think it's next Thursday at about eleven thirty. I'll be talking mm. to them. I've got a, I've written a couple of things. And I've got a couple of, uh, you know, videos of rugby league to show them because they're working really hard. Mm. They haven't got time to go to matches or anything like that. I'd love to take them to a match but, God, look at the weather. You couldn't expect them to go out in a day like today. Uh, Anyway, I'm going to talk to them and if I can get them on side, I, I would create roles for them. Wow. In the program uh no no that connected. way and that way once you've got stars on board hg easier to find it then you can go to your netflix yeah. you can go to your various yeah, uh, production companies yeah. and say look julia roberts is in matt damon's in mm-hmm. this is the scenario mm-hmm. we're starting 400 years b c <laughs> the series with the development of haspartum and through that and we end up in the courts In New South Wales in 2021. Wow. You know, with uh, money being
1: laundered and that sort of stuff. How many yaps? 200? Oh, at least. At least. Mm Mm-hmm. It's ambitious. a big story to tell. It is a big story to tell. Yeah, ambitious. Yes, ambitious. Yeah, and yeah, when yeah. it comes to the involvement of someone like Russell Crowe, there's a he. Will Russell
2: get involved? I mean, he'll want to be in he it. And he it, can it, be in it. We'll write something for him. He won't be. He, he won't be playing himself. Russell. No, no. He
1: have to play. He a might part.
2: play Wayne Bennett or something or like that. Peter Valandis. Well, Peter Valandis. Peter Valandis. Peter, he'd Peter be
1: Yeah, the panel is a plumage. It looked great on him. Yes. I mean, what a breakthrough that is. Mm-hmm. That all the characters you know and love are there, but played by stars, stars, not, not themselves. Yeah, and then the players. So how you're not going to? I mean, the genius of your idea yes. is to show all the backstory, but none of the actual hard to realise rugby league action. Yeah, is that, that what it that, is. That's exactly
2: right. Yeah, actually, gee, you, you just hear right. the sound effects, and you 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 have a close up. Of, say, Julia Roberts wincing. Yeah. And you hear the smack of a a head against another head or something like that. And you've got to use your imagination. I think that's a much far more powerful way. Powerful,
1: I agree. Of of telling the story. And how do you deal with concussion? You just have people dragged off? Because in the past, they never worried about it. No. So you just see feet going past the camera.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, there will be a bit of that. Mm.
1: There
2: will be a bit of that. But uh, I'm not too sure whether Julia is going to be in the sort of. You know, two hundred BC bit, or whether she'll be in the more modern, or she might come back. You know, playing a different character, something like that. I don't know. Early days yet, and I haven't really sat down and spoken to her because I want to get her views. She might say, "Well, yeah, I'm very interested in playing Rita. I'm very interested in playing Grung. <laughs> you know. Because I like the look of it, you know. Yeah, no, yeah, I understand. I understand
1: entirely where you're coming from. Yeah. This is great. Mm. This is great. And that was the mistake with the other underbellies, wasn't it? They
0: were too short. Far <laughs> too short. Remember Dean Schiffer, 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 Shiffle, Jeremy Schloss, Charlie Saab, Matt Utai and Rod Slater, Rugby League heroes never forgotten on Bludging on the Blind Side.
1: Now, obviously, the slip is not on today. And a, a story we were talking about just before the news. Yeah. I'm starting to get really tired of jockeys tipping their horses in races. Oh, yeah. What do you expect him to say? Yeah. Oh, no, it's a dud. Don't bet on it. Yeah. I mean, here we have, an, you know, let's face it, Huey Bowman, he got uh, Mugger 2 up in, I think, the All-Age Mile, the other day, beautiful ride. Yep. I thought uh, Huey wasn't putting in, but then he did. He just burst through the pack and there he was in the winner's circle again. Yeah. Now, he says, you know, his ride profiteer in the race today that's not on, mm. look for it on Wednesday, yep. he's faster than Farnham, which won the race a couple of years ago. It might have been last year. Yep. Uh, he has to do it, but he's a very fast horse and he's getting better. Then he, he drew a, a, you know, Barrier 5 ideal, rabbits on all the time. After running such quick speeds in the English Millennium, I tried to go a little bit slower on him last start in the Todman And although he was beaten, he coped. Uh, he coped with the twelve hundred metres. Uh, we're mindful that he will we'll be, you know, having much better horses chasing us on Saturday. Notice chasing us. He, yeah. He's obviously in the lead, yeah. uh, but we think he's up to the task. The way he went this morning, I'm very, very excited about. So. Yeah, I know you were very strict with Fractious Bruce and Weed Woodus. Mm-hmm. You said you can't tip the king on any occasion. No. You talk up the rest of the field because obviously the king was short in the betting. You wanted the yeah. odds to blow. Yes, and Weed was wonderful. He said no, the horse is a joke. He hadn't eaten anything in it for a month, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. He yeah. was, you know, you turned him out beautifully for the yep. media. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But um, yep. I've got to say, I, I would always encourage jockeys to talk down their horses. Yes, yes. I, I, you know, I, I often said to them, you know, just make stuff up. Make stuff up. So, uh, you know, and, and even when I was interviewed sometimes, they'd say, you know, uh, Roy, do you want to say a few things about the King? You know, he's running today, you know. is, is he going to be okay over 2,000 metres? I'd say, "Ah, oh, look, he's got a limp. Um, I'm a bit worried about it.
1: You think I might no, have – you said at one point, I remember this clearly, mm-hmm. I might have to put him down.
2: Yeah, I did. I did. God, we laughed about that because I had the gun with me. <laughs> you know, so the uh, the odds blew out enormously. God, we—that <laughs> was, it was, it was so easy those in those days. Time. Yeah, you know, but Swiss the, bank
1: account—you
2: didn't really need it. You, not know. Not you just right. needed a big bloody boot.
1: Now, <laughs> can I point out that Valandis who's in charge of racing? You should nip this in the bud. Yes, I mean this is amateur. Out. There should be an embargo on all jockeys for, let's say, three weeks prior to a race. Not bad. Now we come to the other thing that's really given me the shit. And that is the Cinderella story. Mm. Now it was funny originally about fifty years ago. South Sydney had a Cinderella story, they did, didn't, didn't they? they? <laughs> when
2: Mario Fenick was in the team, I want to say they might have got into the grand final. Was <laughs> the Cinderella story, you
1: know? So the um, Wagga, mm. uh, you know, horse Rocket Tiger, which won the Deadran Cup, perfect lead-up race for the slipper, I might add. Yes. Uh, it's a picnic meeting, uh, prized many times, obviously, when the Rocket, mm. Rocket Tiger lines up for the 3.5 million Slipper, was to be dead today, look at the weather. Yeah. Now, the Rocket Tiger is shaping as a fairy tale mm-hmm. of this year's Slipper with owner Noel Penfold set to stump up the $150,000 late fee to get the horse into the race. Yeah. Spackman, the, uh, trainer, the Wagga trainer, is trying to keep everything as normal as possible. Mm-hmm. That's my surprise, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Before heading to Rose Hill but can't hide the excitement, that someone would have put faith in me and pay for the horse that much money to run in the race is amazing. Yeah. It's certainly something I didn't think we'd ever be doing as I was at Detarang last Saturday. Not many people would know where that is. It's the golden slipper, this, this you know, that he's involved in now. This mm. is unbelievable. Mm. Rocket Tiger won his first two starts before finding trouble in the straight, uh, in the silver slipper runner-up. Uh, runner uh, when Silver Slipper runner-up. Uh, now, the Slipper campaign looked all but over. He finished down the track of the Black Opal. That was a trainer error. Oh, well, that can happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Canberra. He's a much better chaser. I wouldn't ask underestimate him in the Golden Slipper. At least that's a... Yeah, that, that, that's right. He's a good chaser. Okay. Yeah. So he's used to losing... Yeah. And Underestimate <laughs> <laughs> him sort of about right. Yeah, he's there to make he, up the numbers. That's right. That's, in, Th- that's implied. That's it, isn't it?
2: Yeah, well, that's yeah. a Cinderella
1: story itself. Who would have thought he I would know. have ever been Trump Trump good enough Cinderella. to
2: make up the numbers?
1: I, I certainly didn't. Rocket Tiger. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rocket Tiger. That's I fantastic.
2: I mean, to be a real Cinderella story, though, the horse should have been born with three legs.
0: The next Bond film, Scrum to Nowhere, has a rugby league feel. Dr. No has returned as the evil Count Barillaro, who is planning to burn all Steetons and Rugby League goalposts. The producers need rugby league woke extras. Details hung bludging on the blind side. And please, no time wasters. Now we come to the punning agencies,
1: and uh, mm. as you know, at this time, there's a lot of advertising, especially with sport, oh, uh, for betting agencies, and there seems to be new betting agencies every day I of the week. Know. Oh, it's just incredible. I, know. I mean, that's your growth industry, that's yeah. your pandemic yeah. result there, yeah. right there. There's about 250 betting agencies. But they all look great, don't they? They all look like they're winners. Yeah. Now, this is an interesting sidelight is in America, the Murdoch organisation, you know, News Limited and all that sort of stuff, mm. they, they've they more or less reduced their output to live news and sport. Right. There's not a lot of, uh, I don't know, you know, extra programs because that's where the action is really. Yeah. They see that as a… Uh, live a, news
2: and sport. Yeah, yeah, as a
1: way of holding an audience because mm. you, the only way you can get it is live news, obviously, mm. you know, the fire breaks out, you want to know about it straight yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah in sport, yeah, yeah. people will stay tuned. Yeah, find out yeah the, the result.
2: They do. It's it's much better value than your scripted drama. Correct. Which is really dull. You know. Apart from uh, uh, or uns- underbelly rabbits. Yeah. Well, well, that's going to be great. Uh, or unscripted drama, which which is terrific. Like that marriage show. That's
1: that just marriage fantastic. Is for shine. Yeah. I is there a purse up for that? As in, is there a prize on offer? Oh, off I that? think so. Oh, yeah. The, the happy couple at the end. Well, they end up with each other for the rest of their lives. Oh, that's the that's prize. Been, yeah, I, I hadn't <laughs> thought of that. <laughs> now, so what happens here is mm. is the next bit is news and sport, yeah. and uh, obviously gambling is not far away from that. No. Now, betting companies are among the biggest advertisers in live sport. You don't yeah. have to put the AFL on for, you know, 30 seconds and you realise that. Yep. While in-game betting on sport also offers new revenue streams for traditional media companies. In yes. other words, if you can check out a way of doing it. Yep. Fox established FoxBet with joint venture US gaming giant The Stars Group in 2019. Good, Heavily yes. promoted, yep. television properties. Fox has 2.5 stake in Flutter in Flutter. Yep. Um, well, that was UK owner of Stars Global Betting Exchange Betfair Sports Bet Australia and other key assets in US, including sports uh, betting fantasy website called FanDuel. Right now, the Murdochs have teamed up with Tabcorp before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I should uh, backtrack here. In Australia, live odds are quoted on some sports on some sports on Foxtel's Ko Sports streaming mm-hmm. platform through its Sky Racing channel. Tabcorp is also media assets that are arguably underperforming and that News Limited may be able to invigorate. So yes, you can see yep. what I'm suggesting here yep. is that Tabcorp yes. would me- make a great target for a takeover from News Corp.
2: Good, yes. So it would be yes.
1: sort of like uh, what uh, Jamie Packer was trying to do from the other big uh, player in town. right. So yeah, yeah. now we get to the Murdochs have teamed up with Tabcourt before. Good, good. Now, at least one other piece of the Tabcourt puzzle is likely to fa- unlikely to face Murdoch should his interest be sufficiently peaked to make a bid. Yes. It involves Racing New South Wales Chief Executive and Australian Rug- Rugby League Commission Chairman and Man of Feathers and St Peter of the Punt. Peter Volandis. Right,
2: right. So his... uh, Since
1: since racing, New South Wales controls a key regulatory licence for Tabcorp in the major market. Volandis effectively has a veto power over any deal. Right. Volandis controls big advertising budgets and gets a favourable run in News Corp papers. Yes. I'll say that. He isn't afraid to use his considerable influence to drag sport and media kicking and screaming over the line Mm -hmm. and will drive a hard bargain in a negotiation. Yep. As uh, has Murdoch time and again in his, uh, you know, obviously in okay. his career. So, so he can
2: that. green light uh, a takeover of Tabcourt by News Limited.
1: Yes. Now, what do you think of this? Well, so I think it's,
2: it's a very exciting idea. A very exciting idea. Because for so long, HG, I've been trying to work out a way <clears throat> of being able to bet on the news. <laughs>
0: This is Rugby League Awareness Week. There are league-related activities across Australia. Pull on the boots, pull up the pants, and get involved with bludging on the blindside. Uh,
1: Roy, sports rights are back in the news. I think the uh, is that the Auditor General's released his report, and yes. uh, it makes fascinating reading. And uh, mm. what a great, what a great effort that was. Now we come to Watsford Oval, mm. and you put in some applications there, exciting applications. And the first grant you got was for a lift well. Yes. that went up about seventeen. 17- Flights, yep. and the second grant was for an amenities block to be built at the to fifth build level. Around, yeah, build, a bra- build, build around, around the, the, lift the lift shaft. The lift, the lift shaft. Yeah, yeah. So, you, if you wanted to go to the toilet and wash your face and all that sort of yeah. stuff, and let's face it, people doing these in these COVID-ridden times, mm-hmm. you caught the lift to the fifth floor, and there were all the facilities available, mm-hmm. and you could watch the game on Watsford Oval That's out right. of one of the windows. Yep. Have you seen? I looked at it the other day on the website. There doesn't appear to be much going on. Have mm-hmm. you got the money? For the amenities block. I know you've got the money for the lift Well We've got some of the money. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know where the other part of the money is, and no one can tell me. There appears to be no one in control at the moment. Nor can I access the money. It's in a
1: an account that I, I don't have any jurisdiction over. So it's it's shrouded in mystery, HG. Can I ask, how difficult was it to get an agreement that you would get the money? I mean, this is the same as people who been... I
2: didn't apply for the money. I got a phone call from... The, 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 the office of the sports minister saying that would we like some money to build something around the lift shaft at Warrotson Oval. And I said, yeah, love that, yeah. They said, have you got any plans? And I said, well, no, not really. They said, can you send us some plans by either fax or photograph it and send it through, you know, blah, blah, yeah. blah. I said, yes, I can do that. I'll, I'll, I'll draw something up right now. I just drew a box, you know, with div levels. Windows. Uh, windows and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't great. I mean, yeah. you know. It wasn't, wasn't professional. No, it wasn't yeah, a very but you're not nice claiming room. to be professional. I'm not, a pro- I'm not an architect, for God's sake. <laughs> All I know is it was a boxy sort of building that would have looked great and would have surrounded the stairwell. The, 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 the lift, lift well looks a little bit silly just sitting there by itself with no lift. Yeah. Anyway, so... Uh, once they'd received that, I sent it through on my mobile phone. I drew the plans on a bit of paper, took a, took photograph, a photograph of it. Moved it. it through. Mm. So then uh, I got a, a note then from the uh, minister's office saying, like the idea, love the idea. How, how much do you want? How does 15 million sound? Right. I said, I don't know. If we, I, I'd have to get a quote, a couple of local builders involved. They said, no, no, don't worry about that. Let's just start with 15 million. I said, fine, send it through. So They did. Now, I haven't been able to access the money, as I say. It's sitting somewhere in one of the accounts in one of the banks in Lithgow, mm-hmm. but I haven't been given that information. Mm-hmm. Since then, the minister's moved on. Someone else has taken over. And whenever I phone, they say, oh, I say, hello, it's Roy here from Lithgow. They say, what do you want? I said, that $15 million you sent me, don't know what you're talking about. Click. Blur. Hang up. So that's where that stands. But a couple of weeks ago, HG, I happened to be in a very small town called Stock and Bingle. Oh yeah, Stock and Bingle. Which uh, applied it has a population of maybe about thirty-five people. And they applied to get a what's called a pump track mm-hmm. built. Looks fantastic. Would. Wood. It's fantastic. Professional yeah, architect very, design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It costs about hundred grand. It looks beautiful. And it's just sitting there. And I would encourage all Australians. You know, to – I don't know what you're clo- – c- can you get some sort of government grant to get a plane from the capital cities to, to Cootamundra? I don't right. know if is on the list. Mm. But Good let's, question. Yeah, I don't know. You might
1: have to fly from Brisbane to Cootamundra. Okay.
2: Well, if you fly from Brisbane to Cootamundra, pick up a hire car and it's about a 25, 30-minute drive to Stock and Bingle. Make sure you take something to, you know, drink and eat because you won't be able to get anything there. Nothing's open. And have a look at that pump track. To see how, your, how, how the Australian taxpayer money is being, being used. You'd be very proud of what you see. <laughs> and then you can go down towards uh, Wallambean, population about 10, beautiful town, and you can look across and see one of the schoolrooms that Don Bradman would have sat in. It's, it's now uh, sort of a farm equipment building now, but it used to be the primary school that, that, that Don used to be at.
1: Wow, so, what so a great a, day out.
2: Look, two hours of fun. You can easily fill in two hours, uh, five minutes looking at the stuff and the rest in the car, and then get back to the Cootamundra Airport,
0: fly home, and you've had a wonderful day. (laughs) Australian football is a family affair. Imagine the AFL without the Silvanis, the controversial Corners and the bulky Browns. Or Rugby League without the Syrenans, the Morris clan, the two generations of Pearce and the remarkable Hoppawatties. It's unimaginable. All these greats remembered fondly on Bludging on the Blind Side.
1: Now, Roy, over the years you've been a great ambassador for Rugby League in the Papua New Guinea area. Now, I know there's a health crisis in Papua New Guinea at the moment. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, they they love their Rugby League there. You don't have to say happy Rugby League to people in Papua New Guinea. They know exactly where you're coming from. They can see it, you know, in your enthusiasm for the game. Yep. Now, you uh, you know, the Kumul headhunters, we would have liked to have been part of the NRL by now. We yes. think it's a, you know, sure, if you can if you can move the Broncos to Tasmania, surely you can open the doors to the people from, uh, you know, Papua New Guinea. Yes. Uh, rugby league is their number one sport. I think it's the only country in the world where rugby league is the national sport. It is. Idols, uh, you know, their idols in the NRL go around every weekend. They watch every game. It's they a free to air television. They do. It's just overwhelmingly, yep. you know, of enormous interest. Yes.
2: They might be able to get Beetle Nut sponsorship or something. As a hang on a minute, you know you got your cheese one end, Tasmania, and your beetle nut, your beetle nut,
1: Papua New Guinea. How about a beetle nut heritage soft cheese? Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
2: yes! Now, Now you're
1: talking. Um, okay, well, um, the latest player to uh, make his way from Papua New Guinea, there's been quite a uh not, not an avalanche of players, but a, quite a steady stream of players coming from uh, Papua New Guinea to play in the NRL yep. is Edna Eden. Gebby. I hope I've got his name right, mm-hmm. and he's um, signed with the West Tigers. Right now, the what twenty
2: is your winger, HG, or They're a very three-quarter. Mm-hmm. He's quick, yes, Tw-
1: quick. Twenty-five-year-old was known in NRL circles after playing for the PNG Hunters. That should be PNG head Headers. Hunters, yeah. Uh, and Winum Manley in the Queensland Cup. Right. South Sydney fans will also uh, recall him as an outside back okay. running out for the Rabbitohs in uh, the Perth Nines. Might have been last year, right. But, of course, it's not easy, not easy to um, – he lives in the Central Highlands mm-hmm. and so what happens is first there's a wait for police checks, then another delay with visa approvals. Phone reception in Gabby's home uh, village of Sogari mm-hmm. is unreliable, meaning the Tigers could only communicate him uh, with him once a week when he caught the bus to an area with better connection. Oh, dear. Dedicated. Yeah. On one occasion, Gebby travelled to Port Moresby to sign some paperwork. Uh, by the time Tigers football manager – Adam Hardigan realised the recruit had failed to initial one page of his 55-page contract. Gibby was halfway back up the mountain and could not be contacted for a week. Right. Now, we started um, discussions at the start of October. Had it not been for COVID and quarantine, I would have personally flown and brought him back. We had to wait for a while uh, for his visa checks to be approved. There were police checks, et cetera. Being able to contact him is difficult. Uh, Rob uh, had to wait for him to catch, obviously, public transport. Now... I think he's uh, shown great form and a number of people of contacts uh, we have in and around Papua New Guinea say he's an untapped potential. He's played a lot of fullback, he's played on the wing, etc. Now, yep, yep. how many other people do you think are in Papua New Guinea in similar circumstances, i.e. up in the Highlands playing in community uh, matches, you know, obviously learning the skills, the trade, yeah. who are out of phone contact and don't realise that NRL want them?
2: No, that's right. Th- th- you know, th- th- is it something Volandis right.
1: could do? I mean, I know...
2: Well, look... Um, Back in the day, HG, it was not uncommon <coughs> for missionaries to go into the highlands, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're armed with, you know, the, the, the word of the New Testament, largely, New Testament, yeah. You know, which was a difficult message to sell if you didn't speak one talk and you'd have to use dumb show and what have you to get the message through. Um, there's no reason why you couldn't use a similar model and have a couple of representatives... Of rugby league clubs, tour the highlands and just walking. just walking through, walking around. They're, they're, they're very welcoming people. They would love them there. And if some of them are recognised, you'd show them that they're rugby league players. They'd be worse. They wear the jumpers and shorts, yeah, yeah, so obviously yeah yeah, boots. yeah, 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 and have a couple of pickup games up in the hills, and you'll find incredibly talented kids, people, yes, incredibly talented. Now, as well as that, with the with the Geby case. I've often thought, why can't there be a satellite phone given to the players so that they can Talk communicate all the time? All the time. Oh, I know. So when they go up to the Highlands and be with their people, they can still phone. yeah, what, what do you want, coach? What do you want me to do today? Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, are you lifting the rocks, et cetera? Yeah. Now... Not dissimilar to the Tiwi Islands, and I noticed that uh, yes. I think you mentioned that the uh, grand final of the Tui Islands uh, footy is yes. on this weekend. Right. Uh, when the uh, people with the good word moved into that area, they took footy with them. Yes. Yep. Uh, now, this is a big loss. These people who wandered years ago, wandering around the Papua New Guinea Highlands, didn't have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a footballer Stephen with them. No, they didn't. Because we wouldn't have the problems we've got today. No. As in, we can't find this place. Yeah. But how many Australian politicians... Mm-hmm have walked the Kokoda track, mm-hmm. have walked all those uh, trails up there. Mm-hmm. I was t- talking to, I was it Jason Clare went up there? Jason the, Clare
2: went up there with the Prime Minister, I think, that, some correct. time back. Well done. Yes.
1: Well done. Now, That's right. carrying a
2: steedon is not a big ask. It's ass. not a big ask. Did they go up there? I didn't realise they didn't have a steedon with them. They no, didn't they have did. a football with I know. them. Jason, I know. Jason Clare,
1: I know. It's hard the to Prime imagine.
2: Minister, I know. Well, who advises them? You know, Prime Minister, you go going to Papua New Guinea.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Take a bloody football, man. Uh, and the, he's got skills. I mean, when you saw him get the top job, the ScoMo was out there putting on the step for the Kiriwi Primary School That's kids. right. He was Elbowing too. People putting a couple into yes. concussion. Yes, Obviously for a week couldn't play, all that sort of stuff. I mean, he's got great chops. Yep. Great chops. Yep, yep. And they'd love to see you. They'd see him on the news. I mean, probably they'd see, you know, obviously, uh, you mm. know, the Fafitas more than they'd see the Prime Minister. Sure. i would be that as it may. Yep. Yep, yep. Um I I, I, I just think
2: it's a you. lost opportunity. A lost opportunity. Yep, yep. Anyone who walks the Kokoda Trail, it should be mandatory that they take a ball with them.
0: The new $20 note could have a rugby league theme. But footy heads, we need your support to make this dream a reality. Imagine Super Real Gutho has the face on the new 20. Get involved at Bludging on the Blind Side.
1: And, Roy, somebody's got in touch with us with oh, the... Yeah, on the, on the, text, the text here,
2: actually. Um, now, OD is saying, uh, Roy, to assist you with the casting of your film, can I remind you Matt Damon in the 2009 film Invictus played South African rugby union captain Francois Piniar. He, he did, that's true. Right.
1: He did, that's In the right.
2: Realistic World Cup. Could I suggest he could play Cam... In your film. Well. Ooh. Now, hang on a minute. Well, I don't know. if Well, Cam See, really Cam... isn't in the script yet, is he? No. Mind you, Mind you, I haven't had a meeting yet with Matt. Matt might insist on Cam's story being somehow part of the film.
1: Underbelly rabbits. I mean, I suppose the team they play all the time could be the Melbourne Storm. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know, so yeah. who are we play again this mm. week. Time goes by. Tick, 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 tick. <laughs> yeah. good to play the Storm again. Yeah. Where do you want me to go? where do you want me to go? Now, uh, the Olympics. Mm. I don't know if we can fit this in before we have to stop, but look, I know you did tremendous work with uh, the rugby league last year, you know, the – whole sanitising bath and the whole approach, you know, the modern way you dealt with that and the clothes off into the bath, in the shower, put the clothes back on.
2: Clothes off.
1: You got Mm. crowds back because you were able to set up a sort of pop-up system whereby they could go into the bath, have the shower, put the clothes back on. I think we were pushing through 100,000 people in, you know, obviously different grounds, uh, you know, in half an hour. Yeah. Now, I think the ambition was to have, by the time you park your car, you can have your first beer after 25 minutes. That's right. Now, we've got this problem here. Overseas fans could be banned mm-hmm. from attending the Olympics right. and Paralympics by Japanese, uh, the Japanese government. Yep. Seiko Hashimoto, the head of the Tokyo 2020 Organising Committee, said she hopes the decision on foreign fans will be reached by March the 25th, which isn't that far away. Mm. I think we're up to something like the 21st today. I could be wrong about that. Yep. Anyway, by the time the Olympic torch relay begins, mm-hmm. confirmation of overcapacity of each venue will be de- decided by the end of April. The uh, local newspaper earlier reported the government was planning to ban overseas spectators due to worries about coronavirus, etc., etc. and no sanitised bath, no showers available at venues. Uh, while coronavirus infection numbers are low in Japan, Tokyo metropolitan area remains in a state of emergency and the country remains closed to non-resident foreigners. A recent poll showed that 91% of Japanese want spectators to be at a minimum or not allowed. Wow. So okay. it's difficult to get over that. Do you think... That they need to adopt some of the techniques you used with rugby league. And yes, I know they do. They I do. Know. I've had and Has Coates approached you?
2: No, I've had no uh, communication with the AOC, the IOC, or the Japanese OC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but my uh, <clears throat> my advice to them would be a simple one. That is, what Australian society and Japanese society have in common is that we like obeying the rules. We do. We're a very compliant, compliant folk.
1: Yes, that's right.
2: We are. So if you tell Japanese people, and I say, you've just got to be honest with them, just be honest with them, that when they turn up, they've got to take all their clothes off, hop into a bath, be hosed off, put the clothes back on before they can get in, they'll understand that. They'll get it. They'll appreciate it. And they'll probably… Revel in it. Enjoy it. Yes, that's the right. the Japanese people… Yes, some of them are a little bit on the weird side and they do enjoy extreme things. Well, look at their toilets. They, they, look at their... Look at their toilets. Look at their television shows. You know, those extreme television Insurance shows. and where, stuff where like that. Endurance, yeah, there. where they bury someone in sand and cover his head with Eggs. honey and then release bees onto him. That sort of stuff. They love that sort of stuff. You can't tell me that people who enjoy that wouldn't be happy to hop in a bar. <laughs>
0: the most decent people on earth, Australians. The fittest people on earth, Australians. The fittest, most decent Australians, the AFL community. Celebrated each week here on The Bludge.
1: And how do you think this is all going to work out, Roy? Any Mm. ideas? You know, I mean, are Um, you... I mean, I know we talked about the problem of the high jump last week. Yeah,
2: I know. Look, I'm seeing this as an Olympics in a laboratory.
1: Yes. That's how
2: I'm seeing it. And And that's the way they've got to sell it, I think.
1: You know, no interference, no... Hmm. Yeah, and what about your, I know you're in contact with people like Dick Pound and, you know, obviously Coates and so on in other matters. Yes. What, what are they feeling about it? Are they fairly confident uh, it's, it's all tickety-boo? I think
2: they're pretty confident that it's got to go ahead. Mm. So much, there's been so much investment in this, HG, mm-hmm. so much investment. Um, but, you know, things can change very, very quickly in a COVID world.
1: They can, they can. You know,
2: are you uh, telling me Tokyo is still a red zone?
1: The, well, this is what <clears throat> the okay. article suggests that people a country remains closed to non-resident foreigners. So I'm yeah. not sure what that means. Does that mean you have to go into quarantine? Must be. And I do you Must accept? Be.
2: But I think your real dead set Olympic fan would be quite happy to sit in a hotel, looking at their phone, looking at their phone for two weeks, just in, to see in order to meters. enjoy
1: the hop, step and jump. Yeah. <laughs> to enjoy the the bath. Yeah, and the hotel. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, Look, uh, I must say I am worried about it from the point of view of the spectacle of it, Mm. and there's something about 100,000 people cheering on a hometown hero or heroine, uh, which is, uh, you know, the the great leveler Sure, all of this. Sure. Uh,
2: But is there a suggestion, HG, that local mm. Japanese people can't attend?
1: There is. Mm. There is. Um, I think they want spectators to be kept at a minimum or not allowed. Oh, Meaning anybody's. No.
2: But knowing totally. Japan and how Japan can organise themselves, couldn't they isolate 100,000 people? Easily. And they just turn up every day, the same people, much like a television program being
1: made. So I think it's July the 23rd they start, so they count back 14 days from that. It'll be about July the 9th. You go yeah. into quarantine. Quarantine. And then you can go into the whole show. Yep. It's as simple as that. More great ideas next week on Bludging on the Blind Side.
0: Bye now. <laughs> The Bludge is backing Brad Thorne. The Bludge has always backed Brad Thorne. This is The Bludge, still bludging on the blind side. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.